Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. As uh, no Kings basketball for a while, but we got a lot to talk about. Tiger Woods. Pretty amazing. Plus one on the 15th at the Genesis in L.A. and is back playing golf. It's unbelievable. It really is. All right, NBA tonight got a couple of games as the All-Star break is this weekend. Uh, Bucks and Bulls, Wizards, Timberwolves, uh, and the Clippers and the Suns. So, Timberwolves, Clippers, Suns obviously impact the standings going into the All-Star break. Tim McCarver, gone at the age of 81. I used to love Tim McCarver on Fox with Joe Buck. I thought they were great. Tim McCarver, of course, World Series catcher. And we lost Tim McCarver at the age of 81. I've talked about this for years. I've talked about how bad the NFL is with their messaging. I've talked about how there's no rhyme or reason that they just don't make sense. That the commissioner, Roger Goodell, to me, is a horrible commissioner. Horrible. I know he makes money for the owners, but other than that, I don't have anything positive to say about Roger Goodell. I talked about this last year, that I thought that it was wrong that Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints was going to be playing football this year. And the reason for that is there was video of his assault, alleged assault. Well, now, months after the alleged incident a year ago at the Pro Bowl. Alvin Kamara, all right, and three others have been indicted by a grand jury for allegedly assaulting a man at a Vegas nightclub 13 months ago. All four men were indicted on charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. There you have it. Of course, the attorney said they're going to contest the charges. Here's the problem with that. Okay? There's video of the alleged incident. 
which I don't even know why I have to say alleged. There's video of it. And his attorney has the nerve to come out and say the state has avoided a contested preliminary hearing by indicting Mr. Kamara. He tends to vigorously fight the allegations. You mean the same way he fought and beat the hell out of the victim? He intends to vigorously fight the allegations at trial as he was defending himself and others at the time of the incident. You go watch the video, which I guess you can't watch it, but you will be able to watch it. Sure, it didn't look like in the video that was released with the still pictures that he was defending himself. You know what it looked like to me? Looked like he was beating the hell out of an innocent man. That's what it looked like to me. Unbelievable. There was no punishment by Kamara during the NFL season. None. No suspension. No anything. Because the case was continued several times. Also, a civil lawsuit was filed against Kamara. I was back in, uh, I want to say, October or November for $10 million. Incredible. Five-time Pro Bowler played the entire year because the NFL is a gutless league who wants to have their players put messaging on their helmets that it takes all of us, stop hate, choose love. But it's okay to have a guy who's on video of beating the crap a man, okay? But that's okay. He can play in the NFL. Let me ask you a question. Ray Rice was shown on video of a heinous act. He played in the NFL, or he never played in the NFL. Why did Alvin Kamara, why was he allowed to play? It's on video. You know, video really doesn't lie, does it? I mean, video is video. All right? You know, I'm not really sure. Why Alvin Kamara played football this year in the NFL, other than the fact that the NFL has no rhyme or reason when it comes to punishment. You got a gutless commissioner in Roger Goodell, and it's just another horrible look for the National Football League. Yeah, choose love. Yep. Stop hate. Yep. It takes all of us. Yep. Great messaging. Great messaging. Good job. Good job. Great job. And racism. But let's have rappers come on at halftime whose lyrics and songs are vile, vulgar, and horrible in many aspects. But let's have them perform at halftime. Yep. Yep. Good job, NFL. Good job. It's amazing to me. Actually, it isn't amazing to me. Nothing surprises me anymore. All right, if you want to get in on the show today, uh, I will not have a show tomorrow. I'm traveling tomorrow, so I will not have a show tomorrow. We zoom back on Monday. Uh, but I would love to hear from you if you want to talk about anything going on in the world of sports. Do you find the messaging in the NFL as bad as I do? Seriously. You know, I did my podcast on this Tuesday. Do you find the messaging in the National Football League to be as hypocritical and all over the map as I do? 
It's a joke. Get the damn messages off the back of the helmets, would you please? Don't tell me to stop hate and choose love, and it takes all of us. You've got a pro bowler that's allowed to play after beating the hell out of a man. Don't do it. Okay? Don't, don't do it. I don't, wanna, I don't want the messaging. Get rid of it. Okay? Because your messaging is hollow to me. It's absurd. It really is. All right. As I said, Tiger Woods is back on the golf course at the Genesis. He is currently one over. Now, it's pretty amazing to me that Tiger Woods can just not play for months and months and months and come back under his condition and be in the middle of the pack at a golf tournament such as in at, at Riviera. Incredible. All right. Why don't we get to uh, some phone calls, and why don't we start with Jay? Jay, good afternoon. How are you? Excellent, Grant. Uh, excellent. Hey, um, I couldn't agree with you more on – your takes on the NFL, your podcast on Tuesday was spot on. As I was watching the halftime show, uh, I, I tweeted out a snarky tweet about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to get killed because I'm probably coming across as a boomer. And, um, you know, it was just my opinion, wa literally watching it live of, of what, what had gone on. And, you know, because I'm, I'm a fan of her music. You know, what, whatever's on the radio, when her songs come on, I'm like, oh, that's, sure. that, that sounds good, you know. Uh, and and uh, But when I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And and um, as soon as I hit send on the tweet, I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to regret that. I'm going to get hammered for, you know, not being with the times and, and all of that. And uh, I was so glad to hear you come out with your opinion and, you know, almost all the other rest of the reasonable people come out with the exact same opinion. Cause uh, um, you know, we need, we, we've, we've just gone too far. It's time to, it's time to bring back some common sense and uh, yeah. you're spot on, spot on. Well, thank and, you. Um, yeah. And what, and what, you know, this watching the Super Bowl, you know, football wise, you know, that, that was a very, I didn't have a dog in the fight with that game, so to speak. You know, I, I just wanted to see a good football game. Um, probably slightly rooting for Kansas city. Uh, but, but it was a good game, but watch, you know, reading the back of the helmets, seeing the end zones. It's like, geez, you know, here we are, it's a super bowl and it's a good game. And we got, we got this background noise interfering with what does it, it's just taken away from the product. And, um, so, yep. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm echoing everything you say. You know, you got to have the Black National Anthem, which I think is totally unnecessary. We live in the United States of America. Stop dividing the country, okay? We have one anthem, one anthem, okay? We're all Americans. We all live in the United States. We all should abide, in my opinion, by one anthem. We don't need all the woke bullshit and all of the nonsense leading up to kickoff. It's absurd. I mean, the messaging by the NFL, they're so afraid and so woke. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's absurd. It's just, it, it's unbelievable to me, Jay. It really is. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with inspirational songs and, and different folks no. find different inspiration in different songs. And I, and, and, I, and I am, I don't care. I'm good with all of that. But if, if you want to have a, a, on Super Bowls, if you want to have four inspirational songs leading up to the Star Spangled Banner, fine. But, but, they're promoters as insp as inspirational music. We're gonna have a concert before the before the Super Bowl with inspirational songs. Yeah, but I'd be fine with away, that. But get away from the 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 vision, the the the, the divisiveness of it, because that, that's that's all that's happening is it's it's pot stirring, and yep. um, you know 
where one country, I, you know, um, I, I, I have this exact same philosophy as you have when it comes to uh, putting people in groups. I, I, to me, there are no, there are no races, there are no groups. They're just people. And uh, do what, do what you do. And if you don't interfere in, in somebody else's life, who cares? I'm going to be supportive of regardless of race, creed, LGBTQ status. I, it doesn't matter yep. to me, you know, just let, let, we're all humans. We're all in the human race. Let's, let's, let's watch out for each other, take care of each other and, and, and be good with each other. And then the, the rest doesn't really matter. And the sad part is, as I really think that's where most folks are, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, there, there's a, some media driven and small, small percentage driven component yeah, that's you're one hundred percent correct. Making making this be what it is, yeah. So yeah, you know, I had, dinner, I had I had I had dinner last night with a man from uh, Sacramento, very successful uh, in business, and uh, he's a Jew. And we talked about anti-Semitism, and we had the exact same conversation that you're having. And he said to me, you know, uh, I'm so tired of being uh, labeled because I'm a Jew this way or that way. And I said, Hey, I understand. I said, I don't know why we have to put people in groups based on religion and based on ethnicity. Aren't we all people? And, and we went back to my, uh, all lives matter. Every single one. I'm like, don't we all matter? Aren't we all the same in our own eyes? Don't we all, aren't we all humans? And yet, you know, we still in this day and age have to put people in groups. And I, we talk about politics and how, you know, if you're on the left, or you're on the right, for whatever reason, you can't meet in the middle and have a concrete adult conversation without being angry at somebody. And we talked about that for about a half hour, about how sad it is that in the United States right now, that people just can't even listen to others' viewpoints without getting their feathers ruffled. I don't understand that, you know, and yet we continue to put people in groups. We continue to be divided. And I think our country is as divided as it's been, I don't know, I can't even remember the last time our country was this divided. I think it's so sad what's going on. I really do. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, and it used to be that, that sports was a way to, to get out of that. And, you know, with it slopping so much into sports, you know, it, it, it takes something that really all groups love, you know, you know, wh whatever category a person might fall into within what we're talking about right now, generally sports was one of those things where, you know, it, it was the common denominator of, you know, we might argue over which teams we like, but that's just being a fan, but, we, but it brings us all to it, it brings us all together and gives us something to, to cheer about and be entertained by without division. And um, now that's, that is getting that's slowly getting eroded away and ruined. And, um, you know, when some of these when there's going to be some some owners, hopefully someplace within the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball is going to push back and go and bring things back to non wokeness and they're going to get called out on it. And they're going to. But if they if they hold their ground. They're going to be okay. I mean, when is the woke? When are the woke folks going to come up after the name Kansas City Chiefs yep. or Atlanta Braves? They are. You know, they yeah, are. They had yeah. some protests before that before the Super Bowl. It's a joke. You know, something else you were talking about. So I used the term Jewish when I was talking about this uh, to this uh, gentleman, and he goes, he goes, you know, you've used the term Jewish twice instead of Jew. I said, yeah. He goes, you ought to just say Jew, and I'm like, 
And he explained to me why. And I said, well, it's interesting you say that because we were having a conversation. And I said, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the last hour that we've been talking, you've used the term African-American several times. And I said, you may not be aware of this, Ken. I said, but there are many black people that don't refer to themselves as African-American and don't want to be referred to African-American because they have, they, they, they're not African-American. And I said, when you see a person of color, Ken, you can't stereotype them and refer to them as African-American because there were many that are not. And I explained to him, you know, all of the friends that I have in Miami where we've had this conversation. So, you know, we're always, but that's how then we got onto the conversation. I said, you know what, Ken? I said, I hate the fact that we even have to have this conversation. People are people, but yet, you know, we're, uh, you and I are talking about, well, gee, should I call you a Jew or Jewish? Should we call a person of color, African-American or black? And where I go, why can't, why can't people just be people? Why do we continually have to have this conversation about what someone is? And yet that's where we are as a society in 2023. And you know yeah, what he told me? 100%. He said, the reason why I, he goes, well, just so you know, the reason why I say African-American is because of all of the pressure now in our society as it pertains to black people that you, I want to be politically correct. I want to come across as being, uh, I can't remember the adjective he used, but proper. And I said, well, you're not being proper. I said, you think you are, but you're, you're being influenced by the pressure that this country is now being put on white people in their description of somebody of color. And that's really what it is. And we, we then talked about that. So, you know, again, it's just interesting to have these conversations, but we're so damn, I guess there's so much pressure in society now to try to always say and do the right thing that we're all, we're all bottled up and we can't even be free of our expressions because we're too damn worried that if we say the wrong thing, we're going to be labeled or stereotyped or this or that. It's just really a sad, sad situation in the country. It is. It is. And and I, I I hope that I hope and pray that at least in the sports world, maybe some common sense will bubble to the surface over the, the next year or two. And some of this stuff will kind of get beat back. I mean, you know, Adam Silver, he recognized he overdid it uh, with the NBA and, yep. and, and, and self-corrected yep. a little bit, you know. Um, yes, he did uh, a little bit. Yep. There's, there's still lots of room to go. But the other the other sports that that hasn't happened. And um, one other quick uh, tidbit I just wanted to to address since we went down this path. The the other day, um, I think it was Trent who made the comment comment about uh, the Pride Night at um, Golden One. And I I think I took it differently than you did. And, and, and. I don't have any issue. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't LBGT. I don't care one way or the other, what folks do. It doesn't make any difference to me. The only, the only issue I had, and this is how I interpreted Trent's statement. I don't want to put words in his mouth and, uh, but this is how I interpret it is that um, I have uh, been to some events that had that uh, for lack of a better term, pride night associated with it that, that I didn't know about either. And, it made zero difference to me that that was the case. But what I did notice at those events is that um, many of the folks that were representing uh, pride in finger quotes, they were being overly sexual. And, um, um, you know, if if I had had 10 or 12 year old kids with me, I, it would have been uncomfortable based on their behavior. It had nothing to do with their sexuality. It had to do with their behavior 
at the event. Um, there was inappropriate dress, inappropriate action. You know, it would have been the same deal if heterosexuals were doing what the what they were doing. Um, it would have been inappropriate. You know, it doesn't, it does, it, regardless of their sexuality, the behavior was inappropriate. And that tends to, at some of the pride nights, that, that tends to show up more than just having a pride night where, you know, you have a, you have a bunch of folks watching a basketball game that are celebrating pride night. You know, I agree. The, the, I, you know what? I, 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 I understand. I understand exactly where you're coming from. And I, I'm glad you said it the way you did. Because I am uncomfortable being in public when a male and a female are making out and being overly affectionate in public, okay? Obviously, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not comfortable with that. I wish they wouldn't do that. It's no different if it's two men or two women. I don't like it, period. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not comfortable if it's a man or a woman and a woman who have been married or whether it's a couple that's dating or whatever, I'm not real comfortable with that. So I understand where you're coming from. And, and I would agree with you. Um, I will share with you without sharing you the exact message. Trent DM me after that and told me that he was very sorry for the way that came across. And he then talked about him being a Christian and how he believes uh, in all beings and he felt really bad. And he said, hey, next time I call in, I'll, I will talk about that. I said, I understand. And I said, hey, by the way, I thank you for reaching out. So that could very well have been, you're right, whether it's two women or two men being overly affectionate in public. To me, I agree with you. I don't really view that different. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'll give you an example in a moment. But it's all the same. I was at a restaurant in Miami and I was sitting at a bar and there were only about four other people that were at the bar. There was me and my friend Virgilie, who I've done a podcast on and her fiance. And there were two men at the end of the bar. Well, the two men were gay and they were extremely affectionate at the bar. And I was uncomfortable with that. And I told Virgilie, I go, you know, I, go, I don't like to see that. I don't care whether they're gay or not. I don't, they, they seemed very happy. I could tell they were married. They both had wedding bands on. I said, that's fine. I don't like that at a bar. And I said to Virgilie, I said, you know, if you and Adrian were making out the way they were, it would make me feel uncomfortable. And you're one of my best friends. So to me, uh, I understand exactly where you're coming from. And he could have, he could have uh, felt that way, but I don't know if it was because that was going on or because they were specifically gay. I don't know that part of it. And as you just said, I don't want to speak for Trent. I'll let him speak for himself the next time it comes on. But uh, your point is very well taken. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and, and that, unfortunately, I, I, I just see that tending to be more of a, of, of a issue with some of those types of events, but um, moving on real quickly here. Um, uh, at the beginning of the football season, when we started doing our picks, uh, I, I mentioned that um, I would donate a $100 Visa gift card to whoever was the winner of our picks that Ryan was keeping track of. And so uh, I haven't heard how that came out. So um, 
uh, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily see Ryan on on the on the uh, chat today, but uh, I'll, I'll reach out, out to him. him. Yeah, I'll reach okay. out to him because because uh, we need to find out who the winner yep. is. Give us give them some props and uh, yep. um, get them get them their winnings. And then one one quick shout out. Uh, I had a staff meeting at Bennett's uh, for lunch. Uh, the Bennett's over on Fairlux Boulevard near Howe had never had never been there before. I took about fifteen staff members over there. Fabulous! Every, it was it was amazing. It was a perfect place for us to have a. Uh, kind of an informal staff meeting. That the servers were wonderful. The food was great, and everybody was raving about it. So you got you got a heck of a good sponsor there, and I'm 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 happy for you. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, we've been getting very positive feedback from Bennett's uh, as it relates to their uh, me me talking about them uh, on you know YouTube, and so I'm I'm very happy. There are people that have come in and said, "Hey, I'm here because of Grant and you sponsoring it." So I like to see that. I like the positive feedback, but thanks very much. And, you know, Jay, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for uh, calling, and I hope you have a great weekend. All right. Keep up the good work. Love your shows. Thank you, bud. Bye-bye. Take care. Good conversation there. Really good conversation. I like that. I like that type of conversation. You know, again, I, I keep on talking about this, and I've, I, I've always talked about this. I talked about this. You know, I got ridiculed because I replied to a tweet years ago from Mark Spears, who is a regular guest of mine on my show. Because um, he was doing a story on 10 of the 10 black coaches in the NBA that were assistant coaches that were like, I guess, the next in line to be head coaches. And he put it out on Twitter. And I responded on Twitter. I go, why does it have to be black coaches? Why can't it just be coaches? Why do we have to put people in groups? And he responded back to me. You know, I do write for the undefeated, right? Meaning, and the undefeated is a publication for black people. In other words, it's that that's what their publication is. And I said, yeah, I understand that. And that's, that's the issue that I have. Why don't you write for a publication where we talk about all ethnicities and all races and all people. Okay. I hate putting people in groups. Okay. I don't like it. I've never liked it. It's how I was raised. Okay. All right. I, I hate it. And as long as we continue to put blacks in one group and whites in another group, okay, and have one anthem for the blacks. And one anthem for everyone else at the Super Bowl and how we continue to divide. And to me, we're never going to have what we want. And I think the vast majority of us truly do want, okay, equality. We want to be looked upon as Americans, one country. Yeah, we all have differences. We all have different walks of life. We're raised differently. Some are raised rich. Some are raised poor. Some are raised with good values. Some are raised with bad values. Some people get in trouble at an early age. Some people grow up and be neurosurgeons and presidents. I get that. Okay. I'm well aware of that. But when we're going to keep dividing everyone, then these are the issues that we're going to have. It's a joke. It's just, it really is. All right. Tiger Woods just birdied 15. He is even tied for 59th. Pretty amazing. Guy can walk out of his house, 
step on a golf course and be even par and 59th pretty damn impressive really is all right i want to hear from you hit your hand icon uh oh you know what one other thing people that wanted to attack me that used that against me for saying all lives matter took that tweet of mine and turned it into racism that it was a racist tweet really the fact that i want to remove labels on people is racist how about that <laughs> i'm racist because i don't like putting blacks in a separate group how about that that makes me a racist yeah that's what i that, that that's right yeah because i'm raised where i look at all people the same i'm racist yep that's me mr racist because i'm tired of putting people in groups. So that makes me a racist because I put a tweet out of why does it have to be black coaches? Why can't it just be coaches? Why can't we, why can't we look at the 10 top assistant coaches in your eyes, regardless of race? Why is that so hard? Why is that so hard? You know, they made a big deal about two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl. Are we not past that in 2023? Seriously. I understand it was a big deal when Doug Williams won the Super Bowl with Washington in the 80s. I get that. I understand that. Okay? I understand Warren Moon's perspective and what he dealt with. Why? Because I've talked to him about it. Okay? I've talked to him about it on many occasions, both publicly and privately. So I get that. But not now. Not in 2023. We're way beyond that. Go look at the payrolls of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. Who's making the most money at the quarterback position in the National Football League? Black quarterbacks. Who cares? I don't care. But if you're going to make a big deal because two quarterbacks are starting in the NFL that happen to be black, then let's talk about those that feel that they are on a different playing field and are dealing with different things and they don't get the credit they deserve. Really, they don't get the credit they deserve? Look at how much money quarterbacks in the National Football League make. Go right, go take the list out. Highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And look at that list. And then get back to me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's get to Jerry right here on Listen Up. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Grant. Thank you for taking my call, Grant. Uh, love your show as always. Thank you, buddy. 
Grant, I want to ask you something here. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, when uh, when you were on your way to work, uh, uh, did, K, did KHDK, did they call you or did they text you saying that you're not going to have a show or were they gutless? Are you talking about after I made my tweet? Yes. They called me at 2.40 in the afternoon as I was getting prepared to go on the air at 3 o'clock after I had arranged how we were going to do the show in conversations with my producer at the time, Jay, the program director, Jason, and Doug Christie, my partner. We had multiple conversations throughout the day leading up to the 3 o'clock show, and I was notified by a phone call. You have to remember, this was the pandemic, and I was doing this show from home. Doug was going into the studio. They didn't want people in the same room. So it was during the height of the pandemic, and I was doing the show from home, and I was notified at 2.40 in the afternoon, 20 minutes before I went on the air. Grant, that, man, you know, that is freaking spineless, dude. You know, you know they had to be, uh, uh, you know, they had no clue what the fuck they were going to do to you, Grant. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just mind- Well, you want to know what spineless is? You want to know what spineless is? Yes, Grant. Spineless is going to be when the truth comes out of what happened that day, okay? And some individuals are going to be looked upon as real bad and as complete backstabbers, uh, people that I thought were in my corner for years and years and years, not only privately, but publicly. And when the truth comes out, and it will, because it's under oath in a court of law, those people are going to look really, 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 really bad. You know, Grant, all lives matter, every single one. You did nothing wrong. And we all know you did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know yep. what? I mean, just... Uh, on the start of your show today, you said this about the NFL. Uh, I mean, Elvin Kamara, all right, he can beat the shit out of this guy and play in the season, and then you have all these love, uh, it takes all of us. I mean, what the hell is Roger Goodell thinking? It's like, you know what, he has to know that he's not a very liked person. Do you think so? Yeah, and he doesn't care because he's making $65 million a year. But you know what? He gets the he gets booed more than any other commissioner in sports when he's out in public. And uh, the guy is to me. I mean, I know he makes a lot of money for the owners, and he's paid for the owners, and that's what they like. But he is a public relations nightmare. That's what he is. And his messaging in the NFL is all over the map. Uh, he's woke. Uh, he's afraid of any pressure. You just saw it in the Super Bowl with all the nonsense leading up to kickoff. As you said, all of the nonsense on the back of helmets, and yet you allow a player to play all season who is just charged with you know assault and battery and causing bodily harm when you knew that because it was on video and you've seen the video. And you know, yet Ray Rice was seen on video striking his fiance in a very heinous act, and he never put a uniform on again. But you have a video of a Pro Bowl running back beating the crap out of an individual with three others, you know it's true, you know what happened, and you still allow him to play in the NFL, and now he's been indicted by a grand jury. Terrible look by the NFL, terrible look. Grant, I I mean, I just don't, I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, how they could be so hypocritical on one thing and then just try to cover things up on the other thing. It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, it just blows my mind. Grant, I'm not gonna stop watching, watching football I love the season when it comes around, Grant. I look forward to it. But it's like, man, things have to change. Things have to change really, really, really fast. Jerry, you and I are on the same page, my friend. 
we're on the same page. Uh, Grant, if I can ask you one more thing. Uh, do you know who made the final call that you were not going to go back to the radio station? Um, I think I do, but I can't say right now. Okay. Well, all right, but 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 it, it it will all come out on on that. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Bonneville International on this show. Uh, I think that people know that they used me as a sacrificial lamb. They fired me so that they can show, hey, BLM, look, we fired a guy that said all lives matter. See, we we're we're in complete support of you. But if you look at the background of the Mormon Church, they're not in support of Black Lives Matter. They have never been in support, really, until just recently of Black Lives Matter. Or, uh, I, again, I'll just go and tell you this. For those of you that are new to my program, just Google Bonneville International Leadership. Just Google it. Bonneville International Leadership. And look at their leadership council. Okay? Every single person on their website, in their leadership council, is either a white male or a white female. There's no, no minorities at all. Well, go do it. Just do it. Bonneville International Leadership. Click on that and scroll through the people on Bonneville International Leadership. Every single person is Caucasian, either male or female. Not one minority, not one Asian, not one Hispanic, not one person of color on their entire leadership. Wow. And yet they're firing me because I said Black Lives Matter. Sherry, do me a favor, okay? When you get done with this call, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to Google Bonneville International Leadership. And then I want you to click on that. And I want you to scroll through and look at the, the, the people, all right? And then get back to me, okay? I will do that, Grant. But uh, Grant, let me ask you one more thing, Grant. Um, uh, look, I'm so frustrated, Grant. I lost my train of thought here. Um, do you think that, uh, why did they wait so long? If they knew that, um, that you're not going to come back on the show, why wait? They didn't wait long. They didn't wait. Well, that, but they, 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 th that's the problem. They didn't wait at all. They rushed. I made the comment on Twitter from my home on Sunday, May 31st. I worked the next day. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, they actually panicked. And if they had just let me go on the air that day, everything would have been fine. You, that. you know that. I know that. Yeah. Everyone knows that that knows me. If I had gone on the air that day, everything would have been fine. I would have done a four-hour show. I would have explained why I put out what I did. I would have explained my background. I would have explained my, my uh, religion uh, and the first principle of the Unitarian Church, all right, which is the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Not the inherent worth and dignity of white people, not the inherent worth and dignity of black people, not the inherent worth and dignity of, you know, Hispanics, right. the inherent worth and dignity of every person. That's the first principle of seven in my religion. That's how I was raised. That's what I believe in. Anyone that's known me over the years knows that. That's why I started my foundation. That's why we put over 100 students through college, many of whom, by the way, are black. Okay, but nobody, wow. nobody ever wanted to talk about that. Had I been able to go on the air and just talk, like I'm talking to you right now, and have dialogue with all my listeners, in four hours, everything would have been fine, and we would have just moved on, and things would have been smoothed over, and in a week or two, we would have been on to something completely different. You yeah. and I both know that. Mm -hmm. Most people know that. Bonneville used me 
as a sacrificial lamb. That's why I have a lawsuit ongoing in federal court. And Grant, let me ask you this. Uh, so uh, we all know that Bonneville robbed you of a chance to talk to your people. And uh, and if you are found, uh, uh, if it's, you know, court, if it's found in your favor, Grant, uh, would anything happen to Bonneville, uh, like bringing you back or what would, uh, what would happen? Uh, just I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer okay. to what would happen and what uh, what would be compensation or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know any of that. I really don't. So uh, I want a jury trial. I want to have 12 independent people uh, make the determination on what should happen for their irresponsible firing of me. And that's right. what it was. It was irresponsible. It was wrong. And they panicked. And so we'll see. That's why I'm in court. Well, Grant, you know, like I said, Grant, you know, I want to thank you. Uh, and you are still the voice of Sacramento. Uh, you may not be on on that radio station, but hey, you know what? Just like your postgame shows, your halftime shows, you know what? <laughs> we know where people are listening to. So I just want to thank you. And I want to thank, uh, thank you, Jerry. Ryan also. You guys are doing a great job. Please keep it up. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Really good calls today. Really enjoying this. Let's get to Connor. Connor, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, I just wanted to start by saying those first two calls were great. I mean, it's what we're missing in this country, just two people having a conversation together about serious topics. I mean, if we could all just do that, then I think everything would go a lot better. Amen, Connor. And I'm glad that you are being a younger generation. See that because I think that it's your generation that really can stem the tide and get more people discussing and having, you know, adult type conversations. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and I just wanted to maybe lighten it up a little bit. I mean, I heard that yep. the New Thank York you. Giants re-signed Isaiah Hodgins. So yes, I think that's for one a year. Move. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Did you get did you hear Jeff's call yesterday about Montaz maybe being out for the whole year? Yeah, I did. I mean, it, it's not that big of a deal to me because I think he was only going to be what our four or five starter. So yep, I, agree. I think our starting rotation is already good enough to kind Set. of be able to dodge something yep. like that. I agree with you. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it is. It just seems like the Yankees have an inordinate amount of injuries before the season begins every year. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And then another thing I saw was, I think the rumors stemming out of New York is that Daniel Jones's new deal would be about thirty-five million a year. I mean, do you think that's an overpay, or do you think that he's deserving of that? I think it's an overpay, but I think that they probably don't have too much of a choice. Uh, if they lose him, then they got a lot of problems because they have no quarterback for next year. So I think it's probably an overpay. Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean. What do you think? I mean, what would a contract for Saquon Barkley look like with, I mean, how the running backs have, those contracts have been terrible pretty recently yep. for long-term running backs. So, I mean, if you were the, if you were Joe Shane, like what would, what would your deal for Saquon Barkley be? Probably in the neighborhood of uh, 15 to 20 million a year. Yeah. What about you? That's what I would say, because I mean, we look at what happened to Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that's the situation I think they're trying yep. to avoid because, I mean, two years down the road, you don't want to be still paying someone that's barely in the league anymore. That's correct. 
So it's a real difficult decision because Saquon meant so much to the Giants' success last season. But, you know, there is a hard cap in the NFL, and you can't pay everyone. And if you do pay Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, do you have enough money to go out and get what you need here or there? So it's a real challenging situation right now for the Giants. But Daniel Jones, you know, bet on himself last year, and he won. And whether it's with the Giants or somebody else, he's going to make at least $30 million a year. He is. That's the market for NFL quarterbacks. 35 to me is a little bit high, but I'm looking at what Dak Prescott got. Dak Prescott's getting $40 million a year. He's the most overpaid player, in my opinion, in the NFL. All right? I mean, so Daniel Jones is probably going to make – he's going to make – he's going to end up getting between 30 and $35 million with the Giants. That's what the market is. Yeah, that's all I got. I just wanted to chime in. I mean, I think you're going to get your justice one day and can't wait for that. Thank day. you. Thank you very much, Connor. I appreciate you and so many other people that show me their support every day. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. John, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on today. How are you? I'm doing good, Grant. Uh, I got in a little bit late, but I did hear a bit of uh, the conversations. And uh, I believe it was Trent yesterday that called and he was uh, went to a Kings game during yep. a, it was a pride game and he didn't I think I I think what he said yesterday he you a lot of people might have mistook what he meant but I heard someone else call today and say it was it's simply the the homosexual community a lot of them are extremely flamboyant and like they were saying I don't like you were saying I don't like to see males and females being that you know, tongue down their throat and all that crap in public. And it seems to me the homosexual community does that more often. And I've got friends that are homosexuals and, you know, a family member too. So it's not like I'm, I'm sitting here, my, my head's not in the sand about this, but I don't believe that Trent meant anything bad. Like he wouldn't have, like he didn't like homosexuals. He just doesn't like the appearance of it in public. He did. That's exactly what I think he was saying, too. And he messaged me uh, after he came on a couple of days ago. I think he came on on Monday. It wasn't yesterday. But yes, I understand your point. And I think, you know, he said he would call back when he's available and and give his reasoning. So I said, great. I said that would be great. By the way, Tiger Woods has gone back to back birdies and he's not one on the par. Yeah. And he's tied for 44th, which is pretty amazing. But yeah, I I think you're right, John. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, hey, Grant. 
I think you're right too about everything. And one thing my uh, son and I were talking about is the way that you're holding your emotions inside and being so respectful about all the bullshit that happened to you, especially some, from people who you used to call consider friends. I used to consider that some of those people friends as well. And some of them I have not spoken to since I've heard uh, some, some of the things that you've said. And your justice will come, Grant. Your justice will come. And that's all Thank I you. got. I need, to, I need to finish cleaning this up. Thank you. Grant, I love the show. Thank you for your platform. Keep it up. And thanks Thank to you, everybody John. who calls. Thank you. You're the best, bud. Not only, not only will justice prevail, but the truth will. Got to remember, there's truth to this as well. And I know the truth. And that's the great thing about court. You can either perjure yourself like Chris Weber did, okay, in front of a grand jury. You can commit perjury and pay the consequences for committing perjury, or you can tell the truth. And unlike Chris and his perjuring himself, most people elect to tell the truth and not perjure themselves. And so the truth will come out. That's, that's what I can't wait for. Tiger, as I said, one under par, tied for 44th, tied with Justin Thomas, who's in his group. What a group that is. Thomas Woods and McElroy. Wow. All right, let's get to Eli. Eli, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Grant. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good to hear from you. What can I do for you? Hey, uh, what are you referring to about Chris Weber perjuring himself? Is that something in the past or this ongoing case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not my trial. Not my case. Uh, although, you know, his time will come. Maybe he will continue to commit perjury. But no, it's back from uh, the case with Ed Martin and uh, Michigan uh, when he was indicted and went to a grand jury and perjured himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with that. I think I vaguely recall. Oh, you can just Google it. Just okay. Google Chris Weber perjury. It will come up. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That's, uh, I was just curious about that. Cause I'm sure, uh, you know, like you said, maybe there'll be something in this case too, but, um, wouldn't surprise me certainly if there was, <laughs> so I can't wait to just find wait. out what happens. I'm just telling you, I know, I know. Cause I've already gone through some of the uh, depositions already. Trust me when I say this. Okay. Trust me. Okay. Well, I trust just you, trust man. me. I okay. trust you. Yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, you're not too mad at me at our disagreement about the King's grade. Uh, you know, we uh, have yeah. a little difference of opinion. Yeah, just, okay. just so you know, uh, Chris actually ended up uh, pleading guilty to a criminal contempt in federal court. It was the day before the jury was scheduled to begin in his federal perjury case. All right. And what happened was Weber then ended up uh, pleading to a lesser charge struck a deal with the prosecutors that avoided jail time. All right. So that's what happened. They agreed that, uh, I'll, I'll read it exactly. I just have it right here. We agreed that incarceration was not going to be sought, said assistant United States attorney, Richard Carbentino. The appropriate resolution was fine after he pleaded guilty and he, he pleaded guilty on contempt and then took a lesser charge. That's what happened because he perjured himself in front of a, a grand jury. Okay, yeah, I wonder if that's maybe just not as widely known now with the amount of time that's gone on, but I can only speak for myself. So I, I don't know, does he still work over at TNT right now? No, he does not. He was uh, 
relieved of his duties uh, last year before the playoffs began. Understood. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't really have much sympathy for him. So hopefully uh, everything comes out, like you said, and you get your day, you get your justice that you deserve. Thank you, buddy. You take care. All right, have a good care. one. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm watching this uh, golf tournament. Uh, and again, I'm just amazed at Tiger Woods. I mean, seriously. It's, it's, it's remarkable that he can be inactive for as long as he is and be six shots off the lead and in 44th place at one under par. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, the guy is so freaking good. All right? Incredible. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, and I will put you on. Been a very uh, good show today. Really interesting phone calls. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I think we need to have more conversation. And now with the all-star break upon us and football, you know, in the rearview mirror, you know, it gives us an opportunity to have more conversations like this. And I think it's great. Even if we have different points of view, I'm fine with different points of view. Different points of view are healthy as long as we're able to listen to one another and maybe learn something from a different point of view. All right, let's get to uh, Thomas right here. Uh, listen up. Good afternoon, Thomas. Hey, Grant. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? So I'm going to close it up here for you tonight on this big show. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. You know, the, once the announcement comes, and, and, and of course, you have to wait until the jury or whatever concludes, you know, what's going on here. But once yep. it's announced, yes, it'll be for you, but we have to take this announcement across the country and across the world because to stop this woke mentality. But this, you're kind of like, you know, the first, you know, black person going to the back of the bus, you know, or riding a, a sitting in a restaurant. So this announcement will have to come out and, and uh, this, this decision will go across everything, sports and everything, and we must announce that. So, you know, you're not just being heard yourself, but as you, like your dad did, this will help everything straighten out, you know, down the road. So I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a landmark type of a, of a decision, and I think it's going to impact a lot of people. So I would agree with you on that. Yeah, you can write your book, you can do your talks on yep. your shows, and you'll be, you know, to bring this, to change this world. We're going from an old earth to a new earth. And, um, you know, I think I think this decision will be big, but not just for you, but for the world and, and everything. And uh, thank you. It'll be fun to to be a part of it. You know, I appreciate that very much, Thomas. Good hearing from you. OK. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Take care. Have a great weekend. Really good show today. Really enjoyed this. And we're going to get to uh, Jeff right here. Uh, listen up. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Grant. How are you? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, I want to talk about uh, Tim McCarver a little bit. Yes, please watching, do. I was watching Mad Dog today. He was he had Costas on there talking about him. And I thought there was an interesting take on it when uh um, he was when he first got in there with Jack Buck. They told Jack that 
McCarver was going to be the show, even though he was the commentator and Jack was the play-by-play, and Jack had a problem with that. Interesting. How about that? And they, he that kind of a burn aside, you know, and then, 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 of course, he had to partner up with Joe, and they had a good partnership. But it was a little cool at first because of the relationship he had with his dad and, in, in, you know, with everything you've said about how the part, you know, the play-by-play man is supposed to be the captain of the ship. Can you imagine being Jack Buck and being told this guy is going to be like the star of the show? Yeah, that's a great point. Very interesting perspective on by Costas. Very interesting. Anyway, anyways, um, that guy had a hell of a career, though, didn't he? I mean, oh yes, he did. He caught yes, Gibson, he did. Gibson and Carlton, two of the yep. greatest. You know, pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And then, of course, you don't want to hear this, the call he made in the Yankees-Arizona series when he said, uh, you know, it's going to, you got to watch out and he's going to, you know, he might just, you know, off the, the broken bat or a little looper. And sure enough, Rodriguez yep. got yep. that, or Gonzalez yep. got that hit. Yep. But after that, uh, Rivera was like 46 and... 45 or 46 and oh and saves and had a, in in uh in playoff games and he had a point zero six oh six oh uh ER. pretty amazing yeah no the guy was the best no question about it yeah all right well you too it's been, a right, great show. been a great show today i've had a little problem hearing you but great show today thank you jeff take care have a great weekend uh, and thanks to everyone else That's made this a really good hour. Uh, I appreciate you. No show tomorrow. Be back on Monday. So take care. And again, thank you very much for listening here on Listen App. So long. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.